I'm Father Paul Donison, and this is Praying with the Saints. Each episode will contain a shortened evening prayer service and also an opportunity for me to share a story from the life of a saint, an ordinary Christian like you and me who sought to follow Jesus in their generation. We're using the Book of Common Prayer 2019, and you can download the liturgy sheet off our website. And if you have a BCP 2019, you can turn to page 41, where evening prayer begins. But some of you will already have these words memorized. And for others, perhaps you'll simply want to listen and have these words prayed over you tonight. And we're encouraging you to share it with others. Tonight, we hear the story of Richard Hooker, the great English theologian. Let us quiet our hearts before God. Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Let us humbly confess our sins to Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against your holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and apart from your grace there is no health in us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Spare all those who confess their faults. Restore all those who are penitent according to your promises declared to all people in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may now live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of your holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Our psalm this evening is Psalm 15 on page 282 of the Psalter. Lord, who shall dwell in your tabernacle? Or who shall rest upon your holy hill? Whoever leads an uncorrupt life, and does that which is right and speaks the truth from his heart. He has not spoken deceitfully with his tongue, nor done evil to his neighbor, and has not slandered his neighbor. In his eyes the wicked are rejected, and he makes much of those who fear the Lord." He swears to his neighbor and disappoints him not, though it were to his own hindrance. He has not given his money for usury, nor taken a bribe against the innocent. Whoever does these things shall never be overthrown. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Tonight I want to tell you a story about Richard Hooker. He was born in 1553 to a poor family near Exeter. He was Oxford-trained when Bishop John Jewell became his patron. And he became an Oxford Fellow and a professor of Hebrew. And at the age of 28, Richard was ordained, married, and placed in his first parish. He served as rector of numerous country parishes, as well as becoming what was called the Master of the Temple 
a prominent royal chapel in London that served as the parish to the legal community. Throughout Richard's life, he faced controversies from both sides, controversies from Puritans and controversies from Roman Catholics in England. On the one side, the Calvinist Puritans claimed the Church of England was too medieval and needed more reform. And on the other side, the Roman Catholics claimed the Church of England was too Protestant and needed to return to tradition. Hooker took a more moderate approach, which he's famous for. He argued that the Book of Common Prayer of the Church of England maintained a delicate balance between the Protestant commitment to the authority of Scripture, but also the historic Catholic confidence in doctrine and witness of the early Church. Liturgy in the vernacular, English as opposed to Latin, was essential for Hooker so that everyone could participate in worship. The key distinctive for Hooker, as you read about his legacy, is how he helped establish within the Anglican Communion what is understood to be the normative principle for worship and practice as opposed to the regulative principle. So what's the difference between the normative principle and the regulative principle? Well, the Calvinists held to the regulative principle, meaning that worship and practice should strictly adhere to only what is explicitly allowed and stated in Scripture. Thus, unbiblical practices like wedding rings, the celebration of Christmas, and many other of the traditions we hold dear within the church were forbidden by the Calvinist regulative principle. Hooker instead argued that the Church of England should follow the normative principle. The idea that the church in every age could exercise a great degree of freedom in worship and practice, influenced in part by the surrounding context and culture as long as it conformed to scriptural truth. Thus, the Church of England maintained many historic features of worship that had carried on at that point for 1,600 years, including vestments, the celebration of certain feast days, and allowing also, can you imagine— of course, different kinds of musical styles in worship. All of that would have been forbidden by the Calvinists and the regulative principle. Hooker's most famous work, The Laws of Ecclesiastical Polity, published in 1594, became the definitive text defending what was known as this moderate position, or the Elizabethan settlement. This idea that the Church of England could be united together as a church, even within broad interpretation of how to live out their life as the church. He championed reason as well as an integral part of theological interpretation. He wrote on everything from church polity to civic politics and biblical interpretation. And interestingly, in his own day, Richard Hooker was a little-known scholar and parish priest. And those who knew him simply appreciated his patient and peaceful character. Though much of his ministry was shaped by controversy, Richard, in fact, enjoyed living a quiet life out of the public eye. He was devoted to his family and devoted to his parish. He died in 1600 at his rectory in Bishopsburn near Canterbury at the age of 46. But it was posthumously that his writing became considered probably the greatest work of philosophy and theology written within English. I personally find myself indebted to Richard Hooker for his defense of this moderate position, the Elizabethan settlement, for it allows us in the context of our own churches, to live within neither the extremes of hyper-Protestantism nor in medieval superstitious Catholicism, but allows us to live in a place that says 
the Protestant values, putting the Word of God front and center, saved by grace through faith, the very front and center of who we are, can be lived out, though, acknowledging the historic worship of the church. There are many beautiful pieces of our liturgy, our arts, our practices in church life that can put the gospel on display. Richard Hooker became a great defender for that and one of the greatest minds of the Anglican Communion. This is the story of Richard Hooker, the story of an ordinary saint that God empowered to impact his generation with the gospel. May his story inspire you and remind you that God is still in the business of empowering ordinary saints today. Let us confess we believe in the words of the Apostles' Creed, saying, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show your mercy upon us, and grant us your salvation. O Lord, guide those who govern us, and lead us in the way of justice and truth. Clothe your ministers with righteousness, and let your people sing with joy. O Lord, save your people, and bless your inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord, and defend us by your mighty power. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and take not your Holy Spirit from us. A Collect for Peace O God, the source of all holy desires, all good counsels and all just works, give to your servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey your commandments, and that we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. A Collect for Aid Against Perils Lighten our darkness, we beseech you, O Lord, and by your great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of your only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. A Night Prayer Keep watch, dear Lord, with those who work or watch or weep this night, and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, Lord Christ. Give rest to the weary. Bless the dying. 
soothe the suffering, pity the afflicted, shield the joyous, and all for your love's sake. Amen. I want to conclude with a calling for a teacher of the faith on page 638 of the prayer book. Almighty God, you gave your servant Richard Hooker special gifts of grace to understand and teach the truth revealed in Jesus Christ. Granted by his teaching, we may know you, the one true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. This concludes this evening's podcast, and I'm glad you joined us for Praying with the Saints. If this prayer podcast has blessed you, we encourage you to subscribe at ChristChurchPlano.org, and we encourage you to share this with your friends. I'm Father Paul Donison, and I'm looking forward to praying with you next time. Until then, I pray that you would have a peaceful night and a perfect rest.